my friends. This is Havila Cunnington, and this is Havila's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about your most productive moments, the, the things that you need to know about so that you can begin to build, well, your life on purpose with clarity and with passion. And sometimes it's not so much about work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Sometimes it's about educating yourself and knowing how to actually accomplish what you need to accomplish in the least amount of time. So I want to share a few thoughts on that. But before we get started, I want to remind you that everything I do is at over at truth to table.com. I'm over there most days and there are all kinds of leadership lessons, Bible studies, courses, empowerment courses. So make sure and check us out at truthtotable.com and stick with us even on the socials. And hopefully you'll stay inspired in your everyday life as you pull up a chair and sit at our table. So today I want to talk to you about something I listened to recently, and I just loved it. There is a woman named Amy Porterfield, and she is part of a marketing, um, well, she's a marketer, and she, I usually like to listen to podcasts of women that are kind of out there hustling, figuring out what's kind of in front of them, and I just enjoy women that are creative and, you know, they, they like to pioneer things, and they like to also break things down and explain it. One of the things she said that I really enjoyed was the idea of your perfect work hours. And she calls them tiger hours. She said we could copy her, so I'm going to copy her. But tiger hours are those hours in a day when you get so much done. It's like, you know that if you could focus on these two or three tasks during these hours, you're going to pound them out. Um, I, I look at my tiger hours as about well, usually the moment I wake up, so sometimes that's about 6.30, and usually 6.30 to about 10 in the morning are my power hours. I mean, I I often think I got more done within those hours than any other time during the day. And what she really recommends is actually stewarding those hours and not allowing the things you don't have to think about or, you know, the obligations towards somebody else or something else to take those hours from you, but to steward them. Now, when she said that, I immediately, well, I immediately resonated with me because I know what it's like to have a busy life. I know a lot of you do. If you do, shout amen, because I know I'm not the only one. I have a lot going on. I have four kids under the age of 11. I had four kids in five years. I ran two organizations simultaneously. One, both of them got to a point where they were so successful, I had to transition to only leading one of them. I'm also married. I live in a town where I have no family. So that means everything, every bit of help that I get is either something I have to pay for or beg and borrow for. So that's how my life works. And I'm also, you know, I'm a, a minister. I travel. Um, I want to say full-time. Again, I could travel full-time. I, I'm, I probably could travel every weekend of the month of the year if I wanted to, but I try to limit that to about two to three times a month, and, a, and often our kids go with us. So there's just a lot going on. And so when I was running one of the other organizations, Moral Revolution, I knew I was called to write Bible studies for women and men, and I knew that I was called to unpack these complicated spiritual topics in bite-sized pieces. So I thought, where am I going to do this? Because I'm not a night person. I mean, like by eight o'clock, I, I don't have a clear thought. 
I don't know if you're like that. In all of my night owls, I am incredibly envious of how you can operate. My husband is one of those. He can literally stay up at night and power through like 15 emails and projects and and it's quiet and he's not going to be interrupted because everybody's in bed and it's almost like borrowed time and the world's asleep. But morning people, you know us, we wake up, eyes wide open, ready to do something, but we're trying to beat the clock because we know in a few minutes or hours, our kids are going to pop right out of bed and they're ready and that's over. So for me, I had to figure out how do I, how do I do this? And I just started, I remember hearing, um, I think it was an interview with Martha Stewart many years ago. And she said, Oh, I get up at four 30 in the morning and I work from four 30 to eight 30 and get most of my stuff done. And I thought, Oh, that's crazy. I can't even imagine doing that. But then I got hit with the idea of I don't have a lot of time in my day. And so I started to do that. I would get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning and I would work um, usually till about 7. And then the kids would get up and then I would go to bed about 8, 8.30. And that was a really good rhythm, specifically when I was writing because it's quiet. I wake up in the morning. I'm fresh and I can, I can start to do that. And then I started realizing, oh my goodness, I was scheduling meetings at like 9 a.m. in the morning. Or, And if you have a 9 a.m. in the morning meeting, you have to go get ready. You have to shower. You have to get everything, you know, feed the dog, get out of the house. So that's really about an hour to an hour and a half before the meeting. So that was requiring me to get up at 7.30 or start the process at 7.30 and get the kids out the door and then go to the meeting. And I just realized I was giving away some of my most valuable time. And often I'd be sitting at a meeting or sitting with a friend. And if you're my friend, I'm so sorry. I don't mean this against you. So please, please realize I'm not talking about you. But I would sit there and think, I have so much going through my head right now. I am I have clear thoughts about what I'm going to do about that and what I want to write about that. And I was so inspired and I was not able to do anything. And I would come home about noon and realize, gosh, I'm not as inspired anymore. I want to lay down with a bag of chips and salsa and watch an afternoon talk show. So I just realized that I needed to really steward those hours. And so I began to tell my assistant, listen, I don't want any meetings in the morning. And then I began to say, I'm not coming to the office for a couple of days a week so I could just have peace and quiet in my home and work. And so even on vacation, I'll get up 6 a.m. I just wake up without an alarm and I'll spend two or three hours in the morning reading, writing, spending time because those three hours, I'm going to get more done than all day long and I'm fully engaged. So my question to you is, what are your tiger hours? What are those two or three hours a day that when you power through, you know, I can get more done in these hours than all day long. And I want you to take those hours and I want you to take the project, the thing that you know you want to tackle, and I want you to set it aside. In fact, a lot of different individuals recommend making an appointment with yourself, filling up your calendar. And when someone says, hey, can we meet at the park? You say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm booked until 11. And that really allows you to guard that time. Some of you with young babies, your best time is going to be during nap time or that morning nap. You know what I'm talking about? That like 10 a.m. to 11:30 when your kids are down. Instead of doing mindless work like laundry or you know dishes, save that for the afternoon when you're tired and get yourself that hour, an hour and 30 minutes to learn something, to grow, to read something. That luxury of that hour that gets you those clear thoughts. And if you're an evening person, then the only thing I'd recommend is making 
making sure you have a cutoff time. Because you guys know, all you late night owl people, you, you'll get going and you'll realize, oh my gosh, it's one in the morning, it's two in the morning, and I'm powering through. So you'll have to make a commitment to yourself that you will go to bed by a certain time. And I recommend you really shoot for at least seven hours of sleep, if possible. Researchers talk about that it's the best way. A seven to eight hours. Some of us can go with six. I think it's about... 40%, but very rarely anybody can actually go with less than about seven hours. So what you start to do is look at those things. And then for me, what I'll often do is the thing I have to tackle. And one of the things I've been tackling lately is I want to get, I want to become a better writer. Now I, I'm, I think I'm good at talking. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm pretty good at communication, uh, but my writing doesn't often um, do, it doesn't really communicate or translate exactly how I want it to when I'm trying to communicate. And so lately I've been working on more conversational writing, which requires me to sit and look at it and think about it and say it. And so often I'll take about an hour in the morning and I'll just take something I'm going to write, whether it's an Instagram post or it's an, a, a blog post or something that I need to tackle and I'll just sit and I'll write it. And I notice that if I kind of power my way through it for a few minutes, all of a sudden my creativity begins to kind of kick into gear and it really helps. Now, let me say this, don't go on social media in the morning. You know what I'm talking about. And if you do set yourself some boundaries, because that thing is a vortex. It is like a sucking sound. You will look up and go, how did I just lose an hour? That is insane. So instead of, you know, I, and I understand this, I can't just ignore social media because that's where my community is often. That's where people that are reaching out to me that need something, that, that's how they reach out. So I don't just shut that down, but I have a lot of parameters. So when I'm writing in the morning, I will often not get on social media. I'll shut all that out. I'll get up in the morning with my cup of coffee, my bottle of water, and I'll sit and I'll write for that hour before the kids wake up. And then I'll get on my socials after that and check out some things and make sure no one's, you know, dying on my uh, DMs and then go from there. So I guess that's what I really want to talk to you about. Now, I read a book on vacation that I really enjoyed, and I'll make sure and write this in the uh, notes, the podcast notes, but it's called Manage Your Day Today build your routine, find your focus, and sharpen your creative mind. Let's manage your day-to-day, build your routine, find your focus, and sharpen your creative mind. This is a small little book. It's kind of like a half-sized, it's kind of thick, but it's uh, black, white, and red. It's got some good quote pages where it's just pure black with a giant quote. And then what they've done is they've taken experts in every field of this of these topics, and they've had them write either an article or a Q&A session and added them in. So, you know, one's like building a rock-solid routine. Another topic is finding focus in a distracted world, taming your tools, sharpening your creative mind, and then a call to action. And within all of those, there's like five to six small couple-page articles or Q&As that you can really listen to and read by somebody that you would not necessarily read their book. And even on some of them, I've, I've highlighted and thought, I'm going to get their book next because it was a great sample to really what they have to say. But I just enjoyed this book so much because it starts to kind of... Um, well, it makes you evaluate your, your system and your program and how you do things. Sometimes we just get in routine and we get out of practice and we realize... 
oh my gosh, I think I'm spending more time doing this and I'm not. Or I tell everybody I'm not on my socials, but I am. Or I act like I'm in a rhythm, but really I'm waking up every morning with an alarm clock and I'm running out the door. And so it really allows us to strategically build. And for someone like me, I am not naturally focused and I'm not a natural investor. So the rhythm and routine, and I think some people out there even call it the ritual of my day really allows me to own my day. So one thing that I like to do is in the morning, I'll get up and before I'll write, I'll open up my Bible, I'll grab a cup of coffee, um, I'll think, I'll read something, a devotional. You guys know over at Truth to Table, we have videos, seven minute videos you can watch and really get that kind of mindset of a spiritual strength in the beginning of the day. I find that when I am reminded that God is for me, it allows that whatever I'm dealing with that day, I kind of feel like all of heaven's behind me. Now, that doesn't mean it's not if I don't read my word or listen to worship music or have a moment where I talk to God, but it just centers me and aligns me with my own core values and spiritual, um, well, my spiritual path to know this is who I'm serving, Jesus Christ, this is how I'm living, and this is my focus. So I want to encourage you with that. So my question to you is, what are your tiger hours? What are those hours where you kick butt if you were given it? And can you set those hours? hours aside. Can you actually, instead of saying, I want to be a morning person and then dragging all morning and then going to bed early and losing all your time, why don't you just admit you're a night owl? Why don't you just admit, you know what? I wish I was a morning person. I'm not, but I'm going to have some parameters for my night hours. And for some of you, you may have to admit that your lunch break is the best time during your day. And so instead of hanging out with coworkers, you may have to take your lunch and go sneak over to your car or go somewhere to read a book that you want to get to and really steward that time well. Block it off and remind yourself. Put a little alarm that says your, your tiger hour starts in five minutes and set those hours aside. And you'll get there. I promise you, you'll be amazed how much, how far you can go. I've learned that in my own life, how many books I've read, how much I've written, how many things I've been able to accomplish by simply investing a small amount of time each single day that allows me to accomplish really big things. So I encourage you, you can do this. This is not too much. You are not too busy. Invest in yourself and realize that you've got to take your life seriously because God does. He takes your life very seriously. Well, thank you for a little bit of your time today. I'm always honored to get a few minutes and don't forget to give me, well, don't forget to say hi on the socials today. And again, don't forget to check out truthtotable.com. 